0: This is Macro Horizons, Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Tuesday, April 14th. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights.
1: The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries.
0: We're now in the middle of April and the middle of a pandemic, and the economic information that continues to come in shows that the damage to the real economy is going to be significant. However, as government officials continue to talk about reopening the U.S. economy, there has been a sense of calm in financial markets as a theme. We've certainly seen that in domestic equities, as well as treasuries. Treasuries continue to hold a reasonably definable range. In the two-year sector, it's between 20 and 30 basis points. Within 10s, 75 basis points continues to hold a particular allure for investors. The primary focus this week is going to be gauging the impact of the pandemic on U.S. corporations as it is Q1 earnings season. The financials will be of particular note, given the ramifications for interrupted debt service and what that means for loan loss reserves. Beyond that, we're anticipating another relatively slow session for treasuries. Overnight volumes were roughly 70% of the average, which points to an investment community content to remain on the sidelines until we get more durable information. Whether that comes in the form of tomorrow's retail sales report or Thursday's initial jobless claims remains to be seen, but for the time being, consolidation in treasuries will be the unifying theme. If we look at the technical profile, stochastics continue to point toward higher yields and a steeper curve. Neither indicators are in extreme territory, so there is plenty of room to see marginal upward pressure on rates and an inching steeper of the curve. 50 to 51 basis points in twos 10s represents an important resistance we are continuing to play for a breakout to 75 basis points in twos 10s however with the caveat that the curve has largely become a directional trade in the current environment one of the debates that we've been having is what would it take to get the 10 year yield to break out significantly higher obviously the first thing that comes to mind is a vaccine for COVID-19. What's that really worth in 10-year yields? Using a departure point of 75 basis points, it's well within the realm of conceivable outcomes that an unwind of the massive flight to quality that we've seen in 2020 could get us back to 125 basis points, maybe. But that would then be followed by a long period of consolidation because the true impact of the shutdowns won't be revealed for quite some time. And we know that there are structural changes to the restaurant and hospitality sector, to air travel, real estate, as well as a variety of other aspects of the domestic economy that are undoubtedly going to be evident only in the second half of the year or beyond. Later on top of that, the fact that the Fed has dropped rates to zero. And that points to a sustained period where 10-year yields are capped at roughly 150 to 175. And by sustained period, I'm not referring to months or quarters, but years at this stage. That's clearly not today's trade, however. Today's trade in U.S. rates is going to come down to the movement in domestic equities as some of the early Q1 reports hit the tapes. We do get one piece of economic information today, And that's import prices. Given the relevance of the energy sector to import prices, it's not surprising to see that the forecast is for a drop of more than 3%. As with the bulk of the mid-lockdown, mid-pandemic economic data, it's less a degree of any upside surprise potential and rather simply the process of gauging how bad the data was ahead of April and the depths to which we expect the second quarter to fall. With that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Stay safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode, so please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingan at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com COVID-19.
1: This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances, or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options, or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act.